Hey, this is Jen Johans at FilmIntuition.com or Film Intuition on social media and Letterboxd. And this is Watch With Jen and Friends. If Watch With Jen is the studio track, this is the acoustic version. Today's guest is Kristen Lopez. One of the first friends I made on Twitter, I've been following Kristen Lopez's intelligent, insightful work since the days of her blog, Journeys in Classic Film. A fellow disabled critic with a fresh eye and fierce wit, as a talented freelance writer, Kristen's work has appeared in such publications as Forbes, MTV, RogerEbert.com, and Slash Film. Now the TV editor of IndieWire, in her free time, she hosts the classic film podcast, Ticklish Business, which I've linked to in this post. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have her on Watch with Jen and Friends. Welcome, Kristen. It is so good to have you back. I know it's been a few months since we chatted since, wow, April, I believe. (laughs) So how have you been doing? Um, God, April seems like so long ago at this point. Um, I've been good. I've been good. A lot of, a lot of work going on, uh, in the TV world, maybe not in film, but in TV, it has been nuts. So just keeping myself busy that way, which has been nice watching a lot of TCM, the usual things I was doing just like on, on a bigger scale. Yeah, exactly. Were you working on anything you'd like to tell us about? I really liked seeing your, I believe it was the first in a series on disability you're doing on IndieWire. Yeah. So excited to see that. I know. It's uh, it's pretty insane. I'm sure I'm going to be screaming about it when I write the next one, which is very research heavy. Um, oh. But yeah, <laughs> I'm doing a, a it's going to be a five part series on, on disability and television, just kind of talking about different topics. I was fortunate to get to interview some some great people throughout television history um, who played disabled characters and get their thoughts and we had a lot of really great conversations that I, I hope will yield some good food for thought. Um, and I, I did some great uh, phase two Emmy videos. So if you want to watch me talk to Nicole Byer from Nailed It um, or mm-hmm. Dylan McDermott from Hollywood, you want to watch me geek out about old Hollywood um, with him. Like that, <laughs> that's, uh, that was a fun one. That was a highlight. It sounded like it. You talked to him about Clark Gable, I saw. Yeah. And a, yeah. Yes. We talked about Clark Gable. Uh, you know, he talked about Brando. And I was just like, keep talking to me more, beautiful, handsome <laughs> Dylan McDermott. I am all for that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, what's going on with your podcast? Any uh, new exciting developments there? Ticklish Business has been good. Um, we recorded we kind of shotgunned all our episodes back to back to back. So the, the team of me and Sam and Drea, we're taking, we're, we're enjoying our break for the mm-hmm. moment, their break. Uh, me, I'm filling my time with doing bonus stuff because I also like to, uh, I, I love our patrons and I'd love more of them. So I've been doing a, a lot of bonus content uh, on the weekends that I'm not doing the main show. So we just put out our, our latest episode of the regular show um, on A Star is Born. We talked to James Duke Mason, who is James Mason's grandson. That was a oh, lot of fun cool. getting to talk about that. Um, and then in the meantime, um, I did, and we just recorded an episode of our bonus show, Double Features, um, about all three House of Wax features, which was uh-huh. a lot of fun to get to talk about. Um, 
I think tomorrow we're going to do another episode um, with me and a couple guests looking at the different versions of Lolita from 1962 Ooh. to 1997, which is going to be all sorts of awkward and weird and fun. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I've just been filling my time, you know, using this time to kind of create some of those bonus things that I've said, like when I have free time and we're not recording the podcast every week, I'll do. Um, and now that I, I have that free time, um, <laughs> I have time to do them. Very cool. I am excited to hear your thoughts on the two Lolitas. I think they're both very good, but for different reasons, actually. Um, exactly. The, the dueling Lolita debate. Lolita is a really weird movie in my yeah. life. It's a yeah. formative it's a formative film for me, uh, the 97 version specifically. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I've only seen the 62 version once, mostly because I had seen the 97 version. It was such such a big deal for me that I was like, I don't need to see the 62. Uh, so I, I'm re-watching it. And it's been a long time since I've seen it. And I'm really noticing a lot more of the humor and the weirdness, probably because you have Nabokov writing the script based on his book. So I'm noticing it a lot more, and I'm very interested to see how my co-host, we're doing an all-female show. I usually do double features with my, my co-host, Adam Kautzer, and he was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable you know, <laughs> being with you talking about this movie. So um, I, I got my friends Lauren Humphreys-Brooks and Diana Drum, who did our Paul Newman episode that we did. Um, you know, we both kind of come at Lolita from different different ways, but we still have the general belief of like we know we're weird because we both love we love the 97 version a lot um so it's weird it's a weird kind of transition and i i'm sure it's gonna be all kinds of awkward having to kind of preface like no we do not support pedophilia at all um, <laughs> but you know i think the movie both movies have merit i think they they mm-hmm. both are still controversial in in many ways but i think that that makes them very fascinating to talk about especially if you're you know, a, a woman. I think that that's also very taboo. So it'll be interesting to talk about. I'm sure I'm going to make many embarrassing statements. So, well, you have me hooked. I'm already. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear that. One of my favorite things about you is how you frequently balance these insightful and thoughtful posts about film on Twitter with a healthy dose of thirst. So, <laughs> Some of your crushes are very well known. There's Oscar Isaac, of course. Jeremy Irons is also an interesting one. But I thought it would be fun to have you just celebrate Kristen's boys and maybe your <laughs> top five guys or so that you're crazy about, your favorite films they're in, and what it is about them or their work that you love so much. So, I, I you know, it's, it's so funny when people bring up my, my thirst tweets. Um, I know I got we got a podcast listener on Ticklish Business that was like, thank you for bringing the word thirst into my vocabulary. I had no idea what it meant until you started talking about it with regards to classic films. I was like, I feel like I've done my part. Um, and, and I think that the conversation, the reason we did this episode is because you and I had been talking about someone on Twitter, and I forget who it was, and I said, don't, don't remind me. Were you talking about Were you talking about Danny Houston the other day? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah and I said, Danny's voice and yeah, exactly. So there's 
there is a well-known thing in the Lopez house. Uh, Kristen becomes obsessed with people very easily, and it's usually a weird, like, hodgepodge of things. I have a type, but I also have a not-type. Um, so I I go through a lot of weird phases. Um, they've, gotten, <laughs> they've gotten slightly better as I've gotten older, but okay. there's... There's some questionable people that I'm still not proud that I've crossed oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so we like, all have our trash crushes. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. If you if you ever ask me to talk to you about weird ass Danny Houston movies, oh, I got you covered because I've all seen right. far too many of them. Um, you know, or or I was I think I told Dylan McDermott when I did the interview last week. I was like, I've seen almost everything you've made, and I, you probably don't remember half of what you've you've made. Uh, but I haven't seen it all. <laughs> Um, so, so I tend to go through very, like, weird periods, um, and they've lasted probably since I was, if we're gonna go to, like, patient zero, um, and I've, I've talked about this on Twitter a lot, you know, my, the first person, the kind of person that started it all is, is Griffin Dunn, because I watched My Girl when I was, when I was six. Um, and that's why I became an English major, and then I learned that that movie was a heinous lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I, when I interviewed him, I told him that. I was like, you know, you are the reason that I became an English major. And then that movie lied to me because none of, no, I never met an English major or an English teacher that looked like you. And I just felt that I had been lied to my whole life. Um, he thought that was funny. I don't know if I should have told him that though. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so that's kind of like the, 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 you know, first one for me. That's still very landmark. But um, if we're talking about the, the boys, my boys change. You know, I have a, my friends know I have a running kind of list um, that I used to update fairly frequently. It used to be written down. Um, mm-hmm. And I am an adult and I probably should not have written it down, but I did. Um, and I haven't written, <laughs> haven't updated it in a while. So it changes. So I think, I think the list currently stands at, I think Army Hammer's at five. I think, okay. I think John Bernthal's at four. Uh, I think Oscar Isaac's at three. Henry oh, Cat flipped. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot. We've had a, a lot of animosity in our faux relationship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill is two. Okay. And I hate to admit this because I've been a very proud anti-Marvel person for my entire life. Uh, but I, Chris Evans is one. I hate okay. to say that. I hate it. It makes it feels just weird to say because um, I've been very proud. Like, I don't like Marvel movies. What are those? They suck. And <laughs> um, so now I have to kind of like eat a lot of crow. So that's the list as it stands now. Okay, I was going to guess before you actually started mentioning a few of them. Like, oh, okay. it sounded like maybe you were like me, attracted to mostly dark-haired guys. Am I getting that? <laughs> Yeah, you have to have great the hair. Smoldering, yeah. So you have to have great hair. You have to be tall, um, because I'm tall short. helps. I'm, yeah. I've kind of made peace with that because I've always been taller with than guys. But my issue is sometimes I've had crushes on guys that are a little bit shorter, and then they see that you're taller, and they're like, "That chick's, <laughs> you know, not gonna have anything to do with her type of thing." So, tall would be nice for a change. Yes. But I'm not married to it. I understand they're probably <laughs> going to be shorter. Yeah. And then, and then of course I have like the supplemental, like the foundational, like the guys that will never—they'll always be there. Um. So like oh, yeah. you know, 
Griffin Dunn's on that list. You mentioned Jeremy Irons, um, Ben Mankiewicz yep. is on there. Um, so like, uh, <laughs> yeah, those are those are the three that like time won't change those their rankings. They are immortal. They are pristine um, on there. So and, and my mom does find it you know weird that you know I probably sell my soul to Jeremy Irons and he's significantly older than I am, um, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, I was always the same way with De Niro. So I'm I'm feeling you. Right. Yeah. So does Ben Mankiewicz actually, does he know about this crush? Um, I think he has an idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I have not told him, obviously, because I'm a professional, but yes. I, he does. <laughs> I think he is aware, um, All right. you know, so either way, it's, it's a very, like, it's a very, like, preteen girl, like, hi there, Ben, type of thing. Like, it's, <laughs> it's an open secret. Exactly. Yeah. It's completely, like, cat, like, not not sexy at all it's just m- more like me being like hi and then running away <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. and i'm <laughs> kind okay of one of those yeah well you need those too <laughs> they can't all be chris evans where you know right. yeah well that's exactly. i think that's the weird thing that's that's the joke in my house is that you know 15 year old Kristen would have never imagined that half the people that are on this list I've met or spoken to um, in some in a professional or non-professional capacity. So it's very weird to me to be like, God, I can't can't talk about who I like anymore because one day, like, I might actually meet them. Um, yeah. When, you know, when we did uh, when I did another podcast, um, we used to joke about how you know I love Justin Thoreau and a friend of mine ended up meeting him, and I was like, God, we can't I can't say that at all because now. It's going to just be awkward, and God forbid anybody ever actually finds any of these things that I've, I've said or commented on. Um, and it's funny when I go places, you know, I'll meet, like, people that follow me on Twitter. They're like, oh, yeah, your you're Oscar Isaac thing. I'm like, yeah, thank God he's not on Twitter because he was <laughs> very disturbed. Oh, wow. No, that's so funny. I don't know that I've ever told you this, but I actually heard from one of my crushes once. I wrote a piece years ago. I won't say who it is because it's too embarrassing. But anyway, (laughs) in it, I was saying about how I had a crush on this person when I was a teenager and listing blah, 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 like all these things. And I went into the movie. I was analyzing this one aspect of what he does in his film performances that kind of played into my crush, basically. So it was, you know, a lead in, but it was kind of funny, amusing, embarrassing, And then sure enough, I get an email from him. He just loved it. He thought it was hilarious. (laughs) And I'd reviewed something else he did. And so it was like back and forth. And he was really fine with it. But you're like, oh, my God, I don't know that I can do that again. It's just so embarrassing. Yes. So I feel you. It's very weird. And that that has happened to me one time. I was I commented I had kind of gone on like a Twitter thread about uh, a movie that came out last year. I'll tell you who it is off the air um, because they follow me on Twitter. Um, But I tweeted about this person and kind of like said something and apparently certain people searched their name. I found that out once too. (laughs) Yes. He not only liked all the comments, which were they weren't explicit, but they were, like, just kind of me being cheeky. Um, yeah. And uh, he liked all of them and then proceeded to DM me 
and we like kind of chatted back and forth. Uh, we we do chat on occasions, but I'm just like, oh god, I needed to not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could get weird. You're like, nope, I have to be professional. Of course, every once in a while when I'm watching a movie, you know, I have to just go nuts when I'm talking about James Spader or something. He is not on Twitter. We don't have to worry about it. But yeah. <laughs> Exactly. exactly that's that's the one joy you know i'm like thank god oscar isaac does not do twitter you know army hammer though does so you know it's i usually am very careful i can usually peg i'm like do you look like somebody who would search your name or respond to anything weird you know and i try yeah. to try to kind of control it um you know the fun thing is is i i'm friends with uh the woman who runs the cure me irons website and we talk, oh, really? we talk a lot <laughs> yeah and she's always telling me, she's like, you know, you need to interview him. You you know all these things. You, you watch all the movies. You know, you need to do an interview. And I'm like, no, I don't because <laughs> I, will, I will vomit. I will pass out. It will be me just turning into a sweaty mess. You know, there are a couple, there are a couple interviews that I'd love to do with people that, you know, I, I'm like, I love Jared Harris. I'm like, I, I think I could interview him. Like, I love yeah. him, but... It's not in that way. So I think we could talk. I'm like, Jeremy Irons, I just, I think I would probably, I think I could get through it, but it would probably be like, okay, I can die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would pay to see that. That would be like the ultimate Patreon thing. (laughs) If you can get Jeremy Irons, man, you're getting like a million patrons that day. For sure. Well, that was the thing with with Emmys is you know he's he's nominated for an Emmy this year, and so um, I had asked you know just kind of like in passing, is anybody doing the interviews? And they're like, well, we we have Watchmen, it's kind of already covered by somebody else. And I was like, okay, thank God. I'm like, they're like, (laughs) they're like, we know you love Jeremy Irons. I'm like, yeah, but I just not I'm not there yet. I know I need to like probably get there at some point. He's not getting younger, but um, I did see him. two or three, I think two years ago, I flew down, before I lived in LA, I flew down, um, I got tickets to see him do uh, a play here in LA, and it was amazing. Um, the play was okay, he was he was amazing, um, but it was like, <laughs> I was just in awe. I was like, this is literally the best, this is the culmination of my life right now. <laughs> wow, that would be very cool. So... <laughs> <laughs> what so was it Lolita or was there a different movie that first got you into Jeremy Irons? Oh my gosh! So uh, there's there's a story. My 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 mother used to um, work graveyard. She used to deliver newspapers, and so I would go with her and sleep in the back seat, and oh. she would listen, she would listen to audiobooks. Um, and I was sleeping one night and she was listening to Lolita on audio with Jeremy Irons narrating. And I woke up literally the next morning and I was like, huh? And that was it. That's all it took. <laughs> that is all it took. Um, and I had never seen the movie. And so, but I, I'd heard the audiobook and I was like, okay, well, I mean, I guess I'll watch this. And it was, <laughs> it was a big deal. I think I saw it when I was about 16, 17 years old. And, I was like, oh my gosh, um, you know, it just it just changed everything. And I'd seen you know Jeremy Irons movies before that, but it was it was the formative. But the audiobook is like the the thing that really triggered it all. Um, and I maintain that Jeremy Irons in '97 was like the hottest you'll ever get. Um, he looked great before that. He looks great now. But '97 is like that that the peak Jeremy peak, Irons yes. era. Yes. yes. 
<laughs> and it and it works. Uh, and I think I think too. I, you know, 16, 17 years old. Um, you know, I I tweeted the other day, and I think you commented on it. About, I had seen and Paul Bettany. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So so that was another thing. So I think like that middle period of my high school years, like blonde Englishmen. I don't really know what the deal was there, but that was like a thing. <laughs> So yeah, we have a couple categories now. We have like the smolderers, the blonde Englishman, and then the all-American boys. Sort yes, yes. yes. So you can be smoldering literary and look like you probably could be Captain America. You're probably set with me. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it helps if you're an English major, though, that we just established that for sure. Which we've proven that they don't exist, so I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry to... Sorry to everybody who's like, I've seen plenty of hot English majors. I have not seen one that does not count, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to work on this. We might yes. crowdsource and, yeah, yeah. we'll find, find you somebody. Yeah. Find some hot English majors because I'm, I need to know that that, you know, and, and that's, that's a big, thing. that's a big lie about movies, as I've said, when it comes to thirst, you know, like, uh, almost all of my boys have played teachers in some sense and i'm like that's a lie because teachers <laughs> don't look like oscar isaac they don't okay they that does not well, exist. i've had a few really hot teachers though over uh, the years okay. you never did um no oh i actually blame the fact that i cannot do math <laughs> on my on my like seventh and eighth grade math teacher i switched schools and I wasn't doing great in math before that, but I had the most gorgeous, he had just graduated, so I think he's probably about 23. So it was a little weird too, because he wasn't that much older. And he was actually just married to my friend's sister. So that made it also weird. And he's just <laughs> like, he actually kind of had this whole Chris Evans thing going on. So, yeah, Kristen, I guess math might be your area then. That maybe? might have been the problem. I was yeah. terrible at math. so I was too. I blame that guy. But yeah. can't yeah. concentrate. He yeah. says stuff and you're like, what the hell did you just say? I wasn't even paying attention. But yeah. And I think that's I think that's the other thing. You know, I, I say, like, if you're literary in some sense, if I believe you can read, like, that's a good thing. Yeah. And, and not all of my boys, I believe that about them. Um, they shall remain nameless. Um, yeah. But... But I can guess one or two. Maybe. <laughs> also, like song and dance quality. I think that's the old movie person in me. Like if you have rhythm, um, it's naturally beneficial um, because I I dig anybody that can dance in any way, shape, or form. Um, and again, that's not everybody. Not everybody can do that. Uh, not everybody should sing. Not everybody can dance. Um, you know, that's it's like an English accent. Not everybody should do it. But you know. Yeah. You Kind of like Sam Rockwell. I call him my trash crush. <laughs> I'm not saying he's trash, but it's really weird because whenever he plays a villain, okay, not the guy in like three billboards. That was a whole other yes. level of like yuck. A, a villain not based in reality. Yes. When he's playing a villain that isn't like a racist, you know, just scary guy, he gets like inexplicably hotter. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he's always dancing anyway. But like Charlie's Angels, that basically ruins your life. You watch yeah. that movie and you're like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to like this guy, but damn it, there's Sam. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, too, is that, you know, my my friends make fun of me. You know, anytime 
the the running joke is like, Kristen, you only like guys that are evil and not like bad boys, like evil, (laughs) evil, repugnant people. And you're just kind of like, okay with it. I'm like, that's not true. Then then you start looking through the list and then you start going through, like if I, if I name some of the other people that just in my life I've had crushes on, like, yeah, there's some problematic stuff. Like you brought up Charlie's Angels. I love Justin Theroux, Charlie's Angels. Oh yes. Oh yeah. That's another guy like ruins your life. You're like, no. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, I went through like a pretty huge Peter Sarsgaard phase. Uh, Me too. And yeah, if here. you've seen his filmography, there is a lot of hard to sit through movies where you're just like, oh, great. You're Ooh, scum. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, what does that say about me? Uh, so that's that's always that's always very hard to to kind yeah. of navigate and have have all your friends look at you and be like, that's your boy. Like, what what's going on here? I'm just like, I... I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, me with De Niro. I mean, I watched like Cape Fear with one of my yeah. friends and they stared at me the entire time. And I'm like, don't look at me. This is not the De Niro I love. Like, this is terrifying De Niro here. It's, but yeah. It's exactly. awkward to watch stuff with like certain friends. I've had a lot of weird experiences with my boys and oh, watching yeah. it with. I watched, <laughs> I think the first movie my best friend. And I watched, we watched um, Damage with Jeremy Irons. Oh, boy. If you've never seen Damage, it's uh, it's directed by Louis Maul. And it is two hours of depressing and a lot of really gross sex and nudity that you don't really want in your life. And my friend just looked at me after we watched it. She's like, let's not talk about that again. (laughs) Uh, You know, or I, I... Went in the midst of like my fast bender crush. I, I took my mom and we saw Shame together in the theater. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my we god. Did. <laughs> we did. My mom, I could just, I could feel her looking at me in the movie theater, and I'm just like staring straight ahead. And when when we both left the theater, I just, I looked at her and I said, "We're not going to talk about that for a couple hours." <laughs> nope. <Yeah. laughs> um, so it's it's always it's always very awkward to be like, yeah. uh-huh. I'm going to have to explain some things later, you know, like, yeah, it's mostly stuff as I've gotten older, you know, I was, when I was a teenager, I'm like, oh, Orlando Bloom, like, you know, you can't go wrong, you know, he made all those Disney movies, it's very easy to get to, like, embrace that, Uh, and then as you get older and you start looking stuff up, you're like, oh, God, you've made some decisions, sir, (laughs) Uh, you know, and I I think some of my most my most controversial hot takes are like, I'm like, okay, so Sucker Punch is a horrible, horrible piece of trash. It's awful. But, like, can we all agree that Oscar Isaac was the hottest he's ever been in that with all the guy? <laughs> and they're like, wow. Um, and I do own that movie. Um, I, I mean, I own, that's kind of the thing my mom or, or whoever, they'll buy me movies. They'll, they'll be like, here you go. Enjoy this. This has somebody Like, it. we don't want to watch it with you, but we'll give it to yes. you. No. That yes, is hilarious. I had, I had my, my best friend who um, lives in Sacramento, so we don't get to see each other uh, a lot. Mm. You know, we were watching um, The Old Guard, and I was I was going on about about Marwan Kenzari, who is my new my new boo. Um, I love him, and I was like, I'm like, there's a movie that I haven't gotten yet. I'm all, but you know, I need to find it, and I really want to see it. And my friend, it took him 10 seconds. He's like, um, I bought it for you. It's $5 on Amazon. I'm just going to send it to you. <laughs> so oh, I have, 
I haven't seen it yet, but I have it. It's staring at me. Um, so, you know, my friends usually know just like throw it at her. She'll be she'll be fine. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> is, is there is there a, a boy for you, a crush that you look back on? You're like, the hell was I thinking? Ooh, um, boy, I do need to. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. was like the guy that got me into movies essentially i mean i was into movies i should say that like i got the one time i got in trouble i got my name on the board in second grade i was talking about movies in quiet time but after that um like sixth grade we had to write a biographical paper and i suddenly got like chaplin mixed up with robert downey jr and so I wrote about Chaplin, got really into it, but it was because of RDJ. And even after I knew that, like, he had addiction issues and he was on the off the wagon, on the wagon. Yeah, looking back on that, it was like, what are you thinking? But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he turned it around. And yes, but might need to re-examine some of those years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like, I- what were you thinking? But yeah. For me, for me, it's it's twofold. It's a twofold process. There's either like you you bet on the wrong pony, like somebody that you think is going to be a big deal that they never oh, become yeah. a big deal, and then you're just like, huh, okay, well that sucked. Um, you know, I always <laughs> my poster child for that. I always say is Matthew Good. You know, I'm like it's Ben Foster. Like why oh, is it okay. bigger? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, but he's yeah. a Scientologist though, so also problematic. Shit, he is. <laughs> yeah. Did I, I just had no yeah. idea? Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. So again, need to examine that. No, just but I didn't know. <laughs> but oh wow. Okay. I'm happy to bring that that factoid in. Um, okay. but but um, or, or but then there's like other ones where I'm just kind of like I'm not understanding why not what I was thinking, but why I watched all this for that. Like um, you know, I went through a very brief, very brief um, Milo Ventimiglia phase. Oh, yeah. I think everybody did. Can't right? explain why. Don't know where it came from, but it happened. And I'm just like, I look back on that like, huh, okay, that was a weird little blip in my thinking. Like, because uh, <laughs> now I just don't get it. I don't get my, my irrational 18-year-old decision-making there. Um, you know, and the, the Danny Houston thing, I don't think anybody's going to let me down, uh, let let me forget that. My, my mom especially, she's going to, she always, it's like, I can't process what you were thinking during that time. But it was, I, I think my thinking is that I will marry any Houston that will let me into that family. Um, okay. <laughs> and I do love, Jack Houston is adorable. Um, I, I think he's, oh, yeah. He's, yeah, but... But yeah, that that one will, will go on my tombstone. It's like a questionable, like, huh? Okay, you made that choice. I don't regret that choice. I just am just like, I I don't know hormones. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. that is too funny. So what is now? If we go down your list and you had to pick like their best work and or their hottest, let's go down <laughs> to the top five again. Okay, so if we're going. We're starting from the bottom, because why not? Okay. Um, so, if we're going Army Hammer, uh, I love On the Basis of Sex. I think okay. I think a lot, and, and Call Me By Your Name is kind of like my my two. I should say Man From U.N.C.L.E. It's its five-year anniversary today. Um, but is it really a great it movie? It is, yeah. Um, but I, I think, I think yeah, uh, Call Me By Your Name and, and uh, On the Basis of Sex are great. A, 
Call Me By Your Name is his most beautiful. I mean, that movie just kind of praises yeah. how how hot he is. Um, but On the Basis of Sex is a, is a great, like, in terms of making you swoon over him being like, I'm, and this is, this might not be true based on recent events. How much yes. of a feminist <laughs> he is. You're just kind of like, oh, that's great. Um, it is upsetting to kind of read stuff about him as a person and be like, oh, that might be a lie. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, just watch the movie and, and divorce yourself from that. But, um, and then, yeah. trying to remember who I said. I said Ernie Amor, I said Henry Campbell, I said Arsner. Okay, so if we're going John Bernthal, uh, who is my, oh my gosh, I, I love him so much. Um, mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Best He's such movie. a good actor. Best yeah. movie. Um, I always say Wind River is the movie that made me lose my mind, and I don't understand that because I hate Taylor Sheridan with a fiery passion, his movies, but um, <laughs> I, I think that that always works. Um, but, I mean, you really can't go wrong if you watch him in something like like Sweet Virginia, which is, if you're on Twitter, the, the Bernthal Collective, we all kind of gravitate to that movie. Uh, I don't know that one. It's hmm. uh, Yeah, it's like a noirish kind of a heist type of film. Um, where Looking he's like, that up. Yeah, he's like man with a broken past and very fruity. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of hair. It's great. Um, so <laughs> I, always, I always throw that out uh, as a good example. Okay. Um, Oscar Isaac, so many options, so many options. I, Sucker Punch I, is for me, like, it's why I get mad that Gomez is animated. Um, <laughs> because I'm like, you can't have him look like that, which is practically an audition for Gomez, and then make a, a Adam's Family movie where he's animated. Um, mm. So I always, I always get very, very mad at that. But I tend to say he's probably the only one of my boys with a consistently good output for the most part of work. So you know, yeah, Oscar Isaac has yeah. good taste. And... It, uh, up until recently, I don't know about, about recent events. Uh, but like Ex Machina, most most violent year. Even mm-hmm. something like Robin Hood is not good, but he's fun in it. Uh, yeah. So I give him credit for that. Henry Cavill. I just say watch the Tudors just all the time. I would watch, <laughs> I would watch the Tudors uh, all all day every day if I could. Uh, but I do say Man from Uncle. I think he it shows what he didn't get from Superman. Okay. In, in terms of being like dashing leading man, funny, personable. Um, none of that might be true, but I don't care. Um, he's a very problematic love. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I'd say I'd say definitely watch that, or you can watch the really bad Hellraiser movie he did, which is a lot of fun, even though uh, he's 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 Baby Cavill at that point, um, even though it's not a good movie like at all. Um, <laughs> Chris Evans, I hate him so much because he's ruined twenty twenty for me. Knives Out is the movie that I say can ruin 2020 for you oh no I I maintain that 2020 is the way it is because I had to admit that he was hot I was a very proud like anti Uh, person Um, and then I saw Knives Out and I was like wait a minute it made me rethink like 15 some odd years of Chris Evans history and I was like (laughs) Um, so Knives Out is always good I also say Gifted if you want to see him raise a child um and you know have oh some yeah problems. he was yeah. good in that mm-hmm. 
I hate him so much. God damn him. Um, so yeah, those, <laughs> those are my recommends. Um, if we're talking Jeremy Irons movies, which we should always be, uh, yeah. you can't you can't go wrong with the double feature of, of Lolita and Dead Ringers. Those movies have absolutely nothing in common other than the fact that he is in them, and they are two movies that I really enjoy. <laughs> Just disturbing as hell, but it's yes. Jeremy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, you can't go wrong with a exactly. time gone by. Yeah, I know that is crazy. Well, for Griffin, is it still my girl? Oh yeah, all, oh all, yeah. Um, I mean, I love After Hours too. Yeah, know, that's for, my favorite. Yeah, for some Scorsese, um, you know, After Hours, and he directed Practical Magic, which is that's a great one. Yeah. yeah says he has a director's cut that he'd love to release so i always uh I, i'm willing to uh bang the drum for release the the griffin dunn cut of uh of practical magic so uh, that's our snyder cut like yes. I, could care, I could care about the snyder let's get the griffin cut for yes, sure yes i'm willing yes. To, to campaign for that single-handedly all right, I am right there with you. What have you, lastly, so what have you been watching lately? Is there anything you'd like to recommend? Oh, gosh. Let me look at my letterbox because I don't know. Okay. The days just blend together nowadays. Um, I know. What is time anymore? It's I crazy. Um, I saw I, there's I, only a few weeks left of summer, and I was like, well, are you serious? Yeah. I know, I know it's weird. Um, I've been watching a lot. So I'm doing kind of like a dueling Summer Under the Stars but also my 100 film quarantine challenge. I'm doing little videos on Instagram. I am um, loving those. Yes, they're <laughs> so much have, fun. Uh, movies I've never seen. So um, I did just watch The Quick and the Dead for the first time. Um, I've been on a Sharon Stone kick for yeah, a couple of I weeks. just recommended that on my podcast like an episode or two ago because I rewatched it. It's for the good. first time yeah. since 95. It is a blast. Yeah. She's so good. She's beautiful. I love how they, like, don't put makeup on her. But she's gorgeous. You can't hide that. Um, yeah. Oh, that's probably my problematic crush. Now it popped into my head. Russell Crowe. Oh. Probably... Yeah. 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 But Back in the 90s, like... though, I mean, you and know. He never looked better, though, in that. I was yeah. kind of shocked. I was like, huh, 90s Leo is here. Like, I get that. But... 90s see, Russell Crowe did not know that existed because I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, see, Leo was never one of my guys because he looks exactly <laughs> like my um, maternal, uh, so it would be my grandfather, essentially. And, like, I remember when Leo was big or just starting to be big, a friend came over and saw a framed picture of my grandpa when he was like, you know, in his 20s, black and white photo. And I was like, why do you have a black and white photo of Leonardo DiCaprio in your house? <laughs> and so that's kind of why it's like, yes, he's attractive, but no, I just can't have a crush on Leo. He's family, man. You know? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Another, another one I'd recommend, and this probably has the most problematic of all problematic crushes for anybody who's a classic film fan. Um, I just watched the movie Effect, uh, Never Say Goodbye. From 1946, okay, which has uh, which has Errol Flynn in it. Oh yeah, no, that's and yeah. if you're a classic film person, you watch you watch Errol Flynn. You're just like, oh, he's so beautiful, but oh, he's so repugnant. And that's I think that's <laughs> the hardest thing for me about like loving classic films and having crushes on people is how much of that personal life that you know about 
colors your perspective of them. So, you know, yeah. in, in like certain instances, like it's hard to watch Errol Flynn movies and be like, huh, okay, you were a child molester. That's that's hard to reconcile with. Um, but oh, then, yeah. you know, uh, look, I love John Garfield. Uh, and, you know, just John- watched him last night. Yeah. And what? Which one? I watched uh, Postman Always Rings Twice, and then yeah. last week I saw him again because I rewatched He Ran All the Way, which I love that I movie. still have to see that. That is oh, one, one of the few I have not. I think that might be my favorite one he did, actually. But. I hate. Do you want me to... I, I would tell you the story of how he was sexually harassed by Shelley Winters. I heard about that. <laughs> yes. I know. It's like messed <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, Shelly was like that though Yeah um, so, But yeah I mean then you, you read stories about like How he died and you're like oh that kind of so makes him bad. Kind of a garbage person But uh, I don't care Communism killed him I'm willing to overlook that um, So it's hard it's hard but didn't but... He, hey, Wait wait though Am I getting it wrong Did he, he just say, say he wasn't going to Testify by giving names though right Yes Yes, so communism, I maintain communism killed him um, because he refused to name names and his career severely suffered. He was going to testify, I think, eventually, um, but he had heart problems from a a childhood uh, issue and the stress of, of everything caused him to have a heart attack and he died. But what most people don't know, unless you do the research, is that he died in the bed of a woman, not his wife. Ooh. Um, and, you know, the, that's unfortunate. Pretty, it's yeah. Pretty, um, it's, it's, I try not to say it's comical, but it is kind of comical in its absurdity. But if you read the um, actual, like, obituaries and, like, the, the stories about his demise from that time, you know, mm. they tried to tread a little softly over the fact that, like, they interviewed the showgirl whose house he was in, you know, and she, says, she says, you know, oh, well, we didn't really know each other. He was just my friend who came over to my house, got naked in my bed, fell asleep and died. And you're just oh like, my gosh. God. Um, or if you watch, um, if you watch uh, Indecent Proposal, the Adrian Lyne movie that came out mm-hmm. uh, back in the '90s, there's actually a joke. And I have no idea if this is true. I've interviewed John Garfield's daughter, but obviously I can't ask her if it's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Robert Redford makes a reference that there's uh, a John Garfield clause in the contract that he's reading, which is essentially if you die in the act of sex. Um, and I'm just like, oh my, gosh. I'm like, oh my God, is that what happened? I think that might make him cooler. I don't really know. Um, but I have not been able to prove like if that's, if that was a thing or not, but uh, John Garfield, I love him. I'd give my, I'd give my soul to bring him back. Uh, but uh, it might've been problematic. <laughs> Yeah. Not as problematic well, as Errol, though. I, yeah. I am okay with somebody not naming names. So, yeah. Yeah. Being, I'm like, being a cheat is one thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Errol Flynn, you know, is... That's is, messed up. <laughs> he's a sexual predator, so that's... Yeah. And that's hard to reconcile with. But that's, yep. that's so many classic film men. I mean, I think that's... You know, I know a lot of people that love Kirk Douglas, and I'm just like, I can't, can't, can't do it. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great actor. I wouldn't so want to be in the same. Day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Would not want to hang out with with Kirk. Yep. I kind of have this joke with friends, like, yep, great actor. Would not want to be in a dark alley with them. But, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I know. It's our cross to bear, right? Classic film guys. 
Exactly. Uh, it's it's a hard hard thing to cope with, but you know we the work lives on, and then we just keep talking. <laughs> about it, so yes. Well, I cannot wait to hear your Lolita episode of Ticklish Business, which you're co- you're recording that this weekend. Yeah, and it'll okay. be on it'll be on Patreon um, for for a fair bit, uh, but we'll eventually transition to the the regular feed. So okay, cool. Well, I want to thank you so much, Kristen. This has been a blast. I really appreciate this, and I always enjoy talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me chat about weird things that I probably shouldn't admit to on air, but I'm doing it. Hey, anytime, come on back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. You have a good weekend. Awesome. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This is Jen Johans at FilmIntuition.com or FilmIntuition on social media and Letterboxd. And this is Watch with Jen and Friends. 